In this episode, I share with you the importance of distinguishing when you're working from a place of fear versus love. Because when you're in fear, the world seems small, constructive, constrictive, and all the things in between. And when you work from a place of love, you get excited about life. It expands. It allows you to connect deeper with the people that you're here to work with. But most people, they're fooling themselves because they're working from a place rooted in fear. And in this episode, I'm going to show you how to distinguish the two and start having more fun in your life and business. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Kadu, and it's time to master the art of real heart alignment, where you live, work, and play from your personal power as energy aligns, your gifts flow, and life simply works. These life-changing conversations are designed to help you to see what you're not seeing, hear what you're not hearing, and to be who you're not being, as the world needs more heart-centered leaders now more than ever. Are you ready to say no to living a half-hearted life and say yes instead to boldly living from a place of real heart alignment? Welcome to the Adam Kadu Podcast. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Adam Kadu Podcast. Now, if you've been listening into the past episodes, you might notice a little bit of a theme happening here. One of the things I absolutely love to talk about that I have a personal vendetta against is fear. That's namely because I spent so much time, energy, emotions in the context of fear, especially early on in my business. That's where I was working from. I was working from a place of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And guess what happens when you work from a place of fear, doubt, and scarcity? You get more reasons to work from fear, doubt, and scarcity. The craziest thing, right? In this episode, I'm going to break down the distinguishing um, factors, I guess, if you will, between fear and love. Because I want to help you to make sure that you are working from an empowered place. And if you're spending a lot of time thinking that you're creating, and I'm going to get into, I'm going to plant some seeds here, thinking that you're creating, but you're working from fear, actually not creating at all. You're actually being more responsive than responsible. So let's get into this a little bit. So the conversation about love. Love is a natural state. And I know there might be some people that want to argue that. But if you take a look, let's just use a couple different examples. Babies, right? Babies are usually naturally pretty subdued. They're chilling. They're doing their baby thing until they're hungry, until they, you know, got a bellyache, until they are overly tired, until they um, are wet and they need a change. Then they're going to communicate with you and they're going to let you know that something's off here. Something is not right. And I don't even know, I was thinking about this conversation before I hopped on here and I was wondering, I was like, man, is it that these kids get into fear, these babies, or is it just them communicating? Is it just them communicating the best way they know how? And that's to (laughs) scream and yell and cry and, and fuss and kick. Is it that they're in fear at this standpoint or is it that they're merely communicating? Now, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's just say a normal, normal kid, right? A normal child who hasn't had a ton of trauma 
who hasn't been put in a lot of situations that induced fright and fear inside their bodies and their minds. Most kids are happy-go-lucky. They're just doing their thing. And, you know, my little man is just, you know, walking around, just talking and babbling and just going and doing his thing, right? To me, he's not working from a place of fear. He's not resistant. He's not hesitating. He doesn't have this look in his eyes like he's in inherent danger, right? So he's not working from fear. Chances are he's working more from a place of love. Now, there's times where he responds to certain stimuli and environments to where he does work from a place of fear. For example, we had a, a dog early on, Mr. Q-Tip. If you guys know, know Mr. Q-Tip. And Q-Tip uh, just was not being real friendly with, with Bentley. And I had to do my thing. To, and I was, <laughs> I was working in some fear, right? I had to do my thing to make sure that the environment was safe for a little man. And sometimes, you know, he would... Without me looking, he would get a hold of Q-Tip's tail or something like that. And Q-Tip did not like that. So we decided, look, we, we've got we've to separate the two. But it wasn't until Bentley got a hold of his tail one day and Q-Tip showed him his teeth and growled. And Bentley was kind of like, what in the heck was that? Like this white fluffy thing that's cuter than all get out just showed me his teeth and act like he was going to eat me. So now Bentley's a little hesitant around some dogs. Not all dogs. He loves dogs. But some dogs, if this if dogs are prone to bark very loud around him, because Q-tip, I think, barked or something around that standpoint too, Bentley will start to shake. His little lip will quiver, right? It's a response to stimuli. But what happens through our lives, and you know, we'll we'll roll this into the conversation about entrepreneurs, is we're going through life. We've been trained to fit in. We've been trained to, to, you know, do the status quo thing, get a job, get a, you know, hold it down. Don't make too many waves. Don't really stand out. Yes. We want to grow and, and get the promotions and things like that, but don't really stand out status quo. But then as entrepreneurs and as big hearted people who want to put our staple on something, who want to show up and help more people and change the world around us, it takes standing out. And so there's this visceral reaction to putting ourselves out there. And all the past trauma and baggage and, and all the things that we've got, uh, been through and the things that we've been told from our parents and teachers and peers, all this stuff starts to come into play and it causes us to work from fear. And so we have this response to putting ourselves out there to where we work from fear. And it's so subtle sometimes that you don't even notice it. I literally was working from fear for like two years straight and I was not seeing results. And it just came to my attention. It was like, where are you working from? I was writing copy. I hope this you know, connects with people. I hope I don't rub people the wrong way. And I was even apologizing in some of my copy just in case somebody took it the wrong way. And when I was showing up on, on video, which I rarely did because it was scarier than crap for me. I was very touchy-feely. I was walking on eggshells the whole time because I didn't want to disrupt anything. I didn't want to stand for anything, right? Because I didn't want somebody to see that I was doing something wrong and, and, be, and become a threat to me. Crazy. So I was living my whole early entrepreneur uh, career like this. And the results were reflected in that. And it wasn't until I started taking a closer look. Because look, love, it's a natural state. Love is abundant. It's expansive. 
fear, it's contractive. It's designed to make us shrink in, to take all our muscles in together. So that way, if we've got to sprint anywhere or if we need to freeze and get into a small little hole, we can do so. Fear is contractive. Love is abundant and expansive. And when we talk about conversations like the law of attraction, right? Which do you think is more attractive energy, fear or love? And so it could, the conversation could just steer to, okay, well, cool. Adam, all right, if love's the key, if love's the answer, I'll just exude a whole bunch of love. I'll sit in my house, in my den, and I'll put a whole bunch of love out there and then the abundance will come in, right? Could. I'm not going to say it's impossible or it's not going to. It absolutely could. However, there's other universal laws at play. One is the law of action. And so one plus one in this case does not equal two. Okay, I just, I love, right? And then I take action and it all works out. Well, there's other things in play as well. And let's sum it up to say, yes, you can take action. But if you're literally just all over the place with action, right? Loving on you know them, loving on this, loving on this, loving on this, talking about everything and anything, chances are your results will not be reflected in that. However, if we throw one more criteria, criteria into the mix, intention, that's where you can infuse this huge heart of yours, this love, this beautiful gift, this power into a certain direction. It's kind of like the concept of a laser versus a spotlight. A spotlight, you might be able to cover some ground, but you're not going to be able to go very far. A laser, you can go far and it can cut stone. And so if you can become more intentional on what you want to create, who you want to be, how you want to show up, how you want to impact the world and infuse your love, your personal power, your energy in alignment with that intention, boy, look out. That's when it's on. That's when you start to carve that stone. You start to move some mountains. But again, most people are working from a place of fear. Most people are working from a place of doubt. Even the slightest second uh, hesitation, second guessing yourself, it's pulling you out of your personal power. It's pulling you out of your strength. And so I'm going to invite you in this episode and for the next week, become hyper aware. And I'm telling you, awareness is key. If you can get to the standpoint to where you know in an instant, if you shift from love into fear, if you know in an instant, then anytime anything feels off, anytime your thoughts veer into a place that's not serving you, all that is is a simple reminder to be present, to center yourself in your power, to come back home to a place of love. I've trained myself. If my thoughts go off, I can instantly feel it. And sometimes, yes, I, I don't catch it as quickly. If I've been in my stuff or, or you know, second-guessing myself or anything like that, I'm human. I do it too, right? But for the most part, I'm very good now at catching my attention and knowing exactly when my thoughts start to derail. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I've been there. I've lived there. I got the T-shirt. Never going back again. So now, anytime my thoughts go off, it's an instant reminder to be present. 
And I am thankful for those fear thoughts. Thank you. Thank you for getting ready to pull me in a place that I didn't want to go because now I'm aware, I'm present, I'm centered, I'm in my strength, I'm in my power. You can train yourself to get to that standpoint too. And so this also kicks off the conversation about creation. Anytime you're in fear, you're in a response. So how, so check this out. Anytime you're in fear, you're in a response. There's something in your environment, your stimulus, your thinking, anything that caused you to be in fear. You reacted to it. You responded to it. Or excuse me, you, are, you reacted to it. And so if you are in reaction to something, you are not choosing what you want to create. Therefore, check this out. If you are in fear, you are not creating. If you are in fear, you are not creating. You are simply replaying the past. You're in an automation. When you're in fear, you're in fight or flight, your resources are limited. And so, therefore, you're only creating what has already been created in the past. It's an automation. When you're in fear, you're a machine. There's no new possibilities. There's no new creation. There's no infused energy into creation. So, therefore, you're at the effect, you're at the mercy of the stimulus of the environment. Are you following me here? Are you getting this? And so if you are creating, trying to create from fear and doubt and scarcity, and you keep getting the same results time and time again, like I was early on, now you know why. Because you're only able to create from love. You're only able to create from this present moment. Otherwise, you're just repeating. So check in with that. And also, I'll ask you, when we're talking about creation, we're talking about being responsible. And I love, I'm, I'm, I geek out. My clients and students know I love to geek out on, on words. I will look that word up. I'll get the definition for it. I'll break it down. I'll even sometimes go as far as to, to know where that word started, right? The origin of the word. And so when we talk about being responsible, the word itself says response, able, you are able to respond, not react. And I got that little goofed up a second ago, not react, but respond. There is choice and power in how you respond. And so anytime you get into fear, you have no choice. Even if you feel like you're choosing, your choice is from the past and it's limited. You have no say in the matter when you work from fear. So let me ask you, just a majority of time, where are you working from? You know, in this conversation might be like, yeah, I'm working from, I'm working from love. I'm working from an expansive place all the time. Well, let me ask you another question because fear, as I've talked about in past episodes, it's kind of like the, uh, what is it? the the, uh, I forget, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Is that right? That was it, I think. I nailed it. I second-guessed myself, you see. The wolf in sheep's clothing. When I say the word fear, sometimes people are like, I don't get into fear. I'm like, okay, cool. 
how's business going? Uh, you know, how's your, how are you, you know, how's your decision-making abilities? You know, well, I, I do have this thing I'm, I'm kind of wrestling with and I'm trying to decide this, that's the other thing. Okay. How long have you been trying to decide? I don't know. I mean, I've been, I've been starting, you know, getting ready for about six months now. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to do this. I'm like, okay, if we're working from love, it's the brother to knowing. It's the way to work from knowing is when you care deeply, when you love. And if you are second guessing yourself, if you are procrastinating, hmm, if you are getting into perfectionism, hmm, it's all rooted in fear. Otherwise, you'd be floating. You'd be going when you have that intention. And so with the awareness now, being hyper aware of where you're working from, you hold the keys. Be here now. Expand this heart. Expand this love. We have, gosh, it's just wild to think about. We have spent so much of our time trying to hide our hearts because we don't want to be hurt. But I say no more to that. The world needs this heart. The world needs your heart. And so let's open up. Let's help more people. Leave it all out there, right? It's kind of like they, they said in football, leave it all, all out on the field. In sports, leave it all out in the field. In life, leave it all out on the field. Why would you hide your most beautiful gift, your heart, because you're afraid to get hurt, but you still want to help people? So you have this resistance, this rub, this give and take. But when you open it up and be at peace, knowing that when you're coming from a powerful place of love, of heart, and not from your head and fear, great things work out for you. Great things work out for you, but it must come from heart. It must be rooted in your personal power. All things change. And all things change for me. And I saw this early on. I knew I was just like, I, I want to help people. But I had so many experiences and so much trauma and so much overthinking and wasting my energy and worrying about what other people think and getting it wrong. What if I waste time and all this stuff? I was so deep in fear and I was worried more about myself and, you know, getting my finances settled and, you know, how I look and, you know, my position in the marketplace and, and all this stuff. And I knew I just wanted to help people. And it wasn't until I set my intention on two main things, one being of service. How can I help more people today? How can I help more people in a much greater way today? And two, being intentional about owning my value. And there's this parable, if you will. There's two crystals sitting in the shop. One crystal is sitting here saying, man, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of tarnished. I'm old. I got a little, little chip in me. I'm just, nobody's going to buy me. I'm, I'm just not valuable, right? There's this other crystal that's all shined up, nice and neat, looking good. It says, oh man, I'm way valuable. Like I, you know, I'm the most valuable crystal out there. And somebody walks in, is checking out the crystals, looks at both of them, ends up paying thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for the one. It's a little tarnished, got a little chip in it. 
because it was a rare, rare, rare crystal. The other one, it's actually glass. And so oftentimes we try to perceive our own value but from a limited scope. We will never, ever, 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 ever truly know, like truly know how valuable we are in our time here on this earth. We won't even get close. And so don't let that be a predicting factor of how you see things. Start to trust and know that, hey, look, I'm here for a reason. You're here for a reason. Why else are you here? You're here for a reason. Whatever that reason may be, let it be. Don't try to put a cap on your value. Own your value. You're here to help people. So stand for that. So these are conversations that I love to have. Because sometimes these little shifts, these letting go of how I think things need to be, well, as soon as I have the testimonials and the client case studies and, and all this stuff, and then I'll be able to you know, do yada, yada, yada. No, don't get it backwards. Go help some people now. No more getting ready to get ready. Go help people now from where you are. And so if you like conversations like this, I got a, I got a surprise announcement for you. On October 14th, we are kicking off my epic three-part live training series all about mastering the art of selling from your heart, getting out of your head, Stop with the leaking, all the personal power, the overthinking, the second guessing, the procrastinating, all that stuff, and start to use your heart, your greatest gift, to infuse your love, your energy, your higher essence into your work and into the world. And so during this three-part epic training series, you're going to learn things like how to quiet your mind, how to center yourself in your body, and also I'm going to teach you some heartfelt, hypnotic, and persuasive language patterns that I use to help people to, to stop sometimes. Because as you know, this world is just going, 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 and they're worried about this, that, the other thing, and all the news and all the stuff and all the TV shows and all the social media distractions. Stop. Get them to stop. So that way you can enter the conversation and connect with their hearts. Connect with your audience's hearts instead of trying to convince them or you know, talk at them. Let's connect deeper and let's lead people. And also, I'm going to talk about some simple, simple, easy to follow strategies that I use and my clients have used to enroll more people into your programs. Because it wasn't until I stabilized myself and it wasn't until I started raising my income from um, one to one and just being able to hold space and close sales, it wasn't enable, it wasn't until then that I was able to really start to grow my business. I basically funded my business by leaning in to what was making me the most uncomfortable that was holding space for sales conversations. So now I freaking love it. I 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 love it. And with just over a year's time, I enrolled over a million dollars in sales for my mentors and myself. I used to sweat and stummer, excuse me, I'm stummering right now, stammer and stutter when I would sell. I literally would break out in a sweat.
when I would have enrollment conversations, I literally would like about pass out and I would just want to crawl under a rock when I was presenting an offer on a webinar and things like that. Now I absolutely love it because my heart's in the right place. I never feel icky. I never feel pushy. I never feel slimy and sleazy, dopey, sneezy because my heart's in the right place. And I don't have a lot of fear that I get into. Yes, the more uh, the business grows, the more we elevate, the more I elevate, putting myself out there at a whole new level. Which, yeah, things come up sometimes. But I continue to do the work that I'm teaching you guys, and that's to center in my heart. That's to quiet my mind. That's to lead with love. So if you don't feel like you're completely leading with love, and maybe you do 5 10% of the time here and there, might show up, but you're behind the scenes, you know, uh, talking yourself to death and, you know, spinning yourself in circles. You need this training because nothing moves until something's sold. Not in this industry. If you're having trouble growing your business, but you're doing all the other things except for mastering the art of selling, it's time to hone in. It's time to shine a light, that beam, that laser on mastering sales. So, and I'm your guy here. This is my world. So if you guys want to join me, and I would say definitely join me, you can go to adamcadu.com forward slash heart to get registered for the three-part Epic Live training series. It kicks off October 14th. And I'm telling you, this is going to be one experience that will last you a lifetime because I'm bringing it. I love creating curriculum. This is something that we've done uh, in, uh, over the last year, a couple different times, but I'm totally revamping, taking the training to a whole new level. So if you participate in the past, you want to participate again. And it's time to start leading with love. It's time to start leading with heart. So join me, adamcadu.com forward slash heart. And I will see you on this live training. And I look forward to hearing your feedback and getting a better sense of what you're up to in the world. Because as you've heard me say before, the world needs more leaders. So let's go. It's time to lead. It's time to lead. Nobody's going to do it for you. And we need you. We need all of you. So let's go lead. All right. Much love, you guys. Much love. Keep doing your thing. Lead with love. Talk soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Adam Kadu podcast. If you would, take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that way more people can hear about us. So here's the thing. If you are ready to master the art of selling from your heart, then I would love for you to get on the wait list to be first notified next time we open the doors to our flagship program, Heart Centered Selling Mastery. Well, you'll not only learn how to enroll more people into your vision and into your programs, but you'll also begin to lead from a powerful place of heart alignment. So if you are interested in that at all, go to adamkadu.com forward slash heart, and I'll see you on the inside.